Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of Hugh I Do, the podcast brought to you by your favorite cousins on the bright side. Welcome to another episode of Hugh I Do, where again, we are talking about getting somebody else to do it. This time, we have an amazing bridal stylist on the show that we're really, really excited for you to get to know. Guess, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, my name is Daisha, otherwise known as the Bridal Bunny, and I offer bridal styling and concierge services for brides, and I eliminate dress stress. So necessary. So (laughs) necessary. You're doing the work. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Let us know a little bit about you first. So like, how did you even get into bridal styling in the first place? Okay. Really good question. So when I was like 17 or so, this was, so I'm going to reveal my age. This was maybe 2010 or so, I actually was in the school pageant for my high school. And after that, the the dress store that I got it from, they were hiring. So they asked me, hey, would you like to work here? We see that you're really good with people. We really like your energy. So that's the first toe that I put in when it comes to, you know, styling women, working with body types, different complexions as well, different sizes. And I really loved it because I I was able to work one-on-one. I'm kind of an introvert. So yeah, it just helped me to work with people one-on-one and make them feel good and deal with all the pretty things as well. So once that happened, I went off to college and I always just gravitated back to some type of a dress store or a salon or special occasion store and even into graduate school. So I went to graduate school to get a master's in counseling and I was still working at a bridal salon during that time. So I was able to, you know, see the parallels between the two and how much I was helping a lot of brides through their emotions and crisis situations. And I got to see how their family systems were as well. So I I got a lot of insight and was able to find parallels between the two. So actually my work in counseling has helped me with bridal styling as well. And it's something that I've I've noticed I can never leave at this point, you know, master's and everything, a whole career shift. I always go back. So that's how I decided, um, Okay, I need to create something that fills the gap, because when I was working in bridal salons, I did notice that a lot of brides would come in without any prior knowledge. So that result in them leaving, you know, unsatisfied or maybe not having the best experience that they could just because they were probably at the wrong store to begin with. They had no reason being at this specific store because it caters to a certain type of bride. So I just found that, you know, if brides had that guidance at first before they start bridal gown shopping, then they would have a much more luxurious experience, a much more satisfying experience, and they would also be more empowered to make decisions without regret. So that's how I created the Bridal Bunny. That's perfect. That is so perfect. 
Thank I you. never thought about the uh, the parallel between like essentially counseling and needing help through your bridal fashion process because yeah. I see yeah. it now though I, it, it makes so much sense because yeah for a lot of brides when they get yeah. on that podium for the very first time this is their first time ever seeing themselves in a gown so it can be emotional for a lot of people and then on top of that they have you know, family and friends there, or they may not, you know, it really Mm -hmm. just depends on the bride. But there's also some people that might be missing on that couch too, you know, like maybe they don't have their mom with them or their mom is out of town or they want their grandmother there, but the grandmother has passed. So I, I have seen brides get quite emotional through that process. And yeah, you just find out a lot about somebody once you, you know, see them naked. First of all, um, you figure out what their areas of self-consciousness are, what areas they want to hide, what areas they want to showcase. They really get vulnerable with you in that moment. So that's where I started to just believe, okay, I'm on the right path. Even though I'm split in two careers at the same time, there is a way that I can, you know, incorporate the two together. Like it's so needed because you can view all the pictures, look at all the magazines. However, when you try on a dress that looks like the one you saw in the magazine, it it may not look the same on you as it did on the model. So yeah, you know, it's yeah. so needed. Like I bought a dress thinking that like it was going to look perfect on me. And <laughs> like, I kind of, I mean, like everyone in the store was hyping me up and I bought it and I, and I came home and I was like, I do not like this dress. Well, <laughs> no, so it was, it was the hyping you up. That yes. You yes. I was like, yeah, it does look good on me. But I was like, but this is not what I wanted, you know? So yeah. It's yeah, those you jitters. Are so needed. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It's, it's those free shopping jitters that we get out the way. And I think it's so important to have an in-depth consultation with a stylist, with an expert before you even go and try on dresses. So with me, we have an in-depth consultation where we talk about dress silhouettes. We talk about body types. We talk about your personal style. We talk about the things that you want to hide. How do you want to feel as well? Because that also incorporates into it. Um, Also, we talk about, are you the type of bride that is willing to sacrifice comfort as well? So those are things that you want to know before you start embarking on this journey. And not only that, just based on what I've gathered from the bride, since I I now have like a, a, a whole total person of who this bride is now at that point, I'm able to then select a few bridal salons that's going to have what you want and going to carry the sizes that you need, the budget that we need to stay within so that, like I said, when you're just walking it, you're just showing up at this point and you're just showing up. I'm there in attendance with you as well to keep you on track with your values, also to to make it fun too. And, you know, it's, it's something that is a it's stressful for a lot of brides. It, it brings a lot of anxiety as well because especially for the brides who they're not used to being the center of attention, that can be a lot as well too. So we want to just learn how to manage our emotions. And like you said, like although people are hyping us up, we still want to have, you know, be centered within ourselves and know what our values are so that we can pick correctly and not go home and regret it just because everybody else liked it. You were actually correct. (laughs) 
So now we're going to move into everybody's favorite segment of the show called This or That, which is like the Instagram story games that we've all played before, where you pick between one option or the other and you say why. And because you are our very special guest, Daisha, we're going to let you go first. And then it'll be Tania's turn. Then it'll be mine. And then we'll do one more round and we'll dive straight into the questions. So. To get started, round one, think about your wedding day. Would you prefer to have on two different dresses, so a dress for the ceremony and a dress for the reception, but you wear the same shoes throughout the night, or would you prefer to have one dress, but you're going to change your shoes for the reception? I would prefer, if it were my wedding, I would prefer Mm -hmm. to have two different dresses and same shoes. Okay. Um, because it's a way to still change up your look and still be cost effective in ways that you can control. Um, so I think it's a great idea to have a nice ceremony dress and then to s- totally switch things up and pop out, as they say, for your reception. Um, but also incorporating a pair of shoes that go really nicely with the both of them. So it might be like a subtle pair of shoes, but that's okay. So I think I would prefer to change out the wardrobe and keep the same shoes. That's a good answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tania, what about you? So I'm going to choose the latter. I'm going to keep the same dress on and change out my shoes, which is what I did because I (laughs) (laughs) wanted to buy two dresses and, you know, it just didn't happen, you know, that way. So I'll just say, keep my dress on, change up the shoes, which is essentially what I did. So, Mm -hmm. All right. And I'm going to go with what I did, which was two dresses and technically two shoes, but I'm going to say one pair of shoes. Um, I'm going to have something really comfortable that is a little cute, but like you're not really paying attention to my feet or my shoes. So it's fine. I can kind of get away with, you know, the eight year old with the big feet them kind of like <laughs> can hit okay. you know finding yes. that little bit of comfort yet yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> what I'm saying. that's what i'm saying i'm trying to be on that because there are some great you know nice wedding shoes but they might be like a block heel or even right. a wedge too you know something that's going to bring you comfort but it's still going to be dressy enough and it's still versatile So, yeah, I totally understand. For round two, what would you want on your second look? Fringe tassels or an oversized bow? Ooh, for my second look. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the fringe tassels just because the fringe tassels is a showstopper. Um, It's Mm -hmm. a way to add texture. It's a way to add a really fun element, especially, you know, for a reception. So Mm -hmm. um, if you plan to be dancing and maybe if if you even have like a choreographed routine, that'll be super fun to be wearing that type of dress with the tassels. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say I choose that over the huge enlarged bow just because although that is also a showstopper, it is more of a... Um, like a classic type of a element to address and it mm-hmm. might get in the way as well. So um, for a reception, I would say, let's go fun. That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. All right. Okay. So I actually agree with Daisha. Um, 
I feel like the bow is more for the ceremony. You know, that's like a statement piece. And like you said, it's very traditional. But the tassels, you know, kind of, you know, like as like as you move, the tassels move, you know? So I feel oh. like that would be like great in pictures. And I think that's fun. And so, yeah, yeah that's my reasoning. Because exactly. you're throwing it back and the tassels are just tasseling, right? They just tasseling. You, yes, you get it. <laughs> Because even if you don't know how to throw it back, the tassels right. are going to give the illusion that it's right. moving. So that's all you need. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but a bow, a bow is just, it's just going to bounce with you. That's it. <laughs> right. And a bow could feel a little like, I don't want to say rigid, but it could be like, this is still kind of on this like ceremony type of kind of elegant vibe. Not saying your reception isn't elegant, but like... Right. This is, you know, this is still very much a wedding and yeah. I, not really like, okay, the reception's a party. Yes. So exactly. Yeah. A bow is just a really classic element to have mm-hmm. on a gown. And if it's oversized, chances are it's going to get in the way of something. Yeah. Um, we all know receptions, your dress is getting dirty at the at the reception, you know, in the midst of pictures and people coming up to you. You're eating, you're toasting and all of that. You just want to be as comfortable, as fun as possible. So having like a huge bow, it just, it might get in the way. So, yeah. Glad to know we are all on the same page there. Mm-hmm. We're all about the fringe and the tassels. But if you're listening and you're an oversized bow girl, we love that for you. Love Enjoy it. that. Look amazing <laughs> in the photos. Get your life. But now right. <laughs> we're going to go more into our conversation um, about getting somebody else to do it. So I think this is going to be a really interesting episode because I don't think so many people think of all the things bridal stylists do. and how there are certain things that you do that maybe alterations wouldn't do and vice versa, or the fact that this is actually something maybe you should be taking care of instead of your bridal stylist. So we're going to dive into all of that. But first, just to set the table, what is a bridal stylist for those that don't know? So really, really good question. We are actually kind of new on the map. There's two different types. I will say that there are bridal stylists that work in a salon and there are bridal stylists that work independently. I am currently an independent bridal stylist, but I have been in salons as well. So a bridal stylist in a salon is a consultant who is going to help you find your dream dress. They're going to help you discover what your style is. They're going to help you match accessories and shoes to your gown. And also they're going to take the overall concept of what your wedding theme is and try to apply that to what, what gown you need to be getting. As an independent bridal stylist, it's a little bit more that I do. So like I said, I start with brides before we even start shopping. So we have that in-depth consultation about what are these silhouettes? What are the body types? What do you feel is going to fit you best? What would you like to try on once we start shopping for that gown as well? And not only that, so I also create mood boards. I do the sourcing for accessories and shoes as well. And then also I show up on the day of for my brides and I help them get dressed. I help them tuck their girly parts as they need. Um, I also do body shimmering for photos. Um, I help stage their gown on the mannequin as well and just, you know, fluff them out 
as well when they're at the altar, when they're walking down the aisle, just a lot of labor involved, a lot of bending and standing and all of that. Um, but a bridal stylist essentially is a person that is an image consultant for your wedding. And not only that, but they are the emotional support for you as well. I love that. I think some of those responsibilities we would assume that maybe our bridesmaids would help us with, but sometimes they're busy doing something else and they can't, or maybe they don't know how to fluff a gown out. <laughs> Right, or maybe they oh don't want to. To be honest, want to. okay, let's right. talk about because, that. <laughs> because we do have some bridesmaids and maid of honors out there that like are just yeah. out of sight, you know, and mm-hmm. doing their they own the thing, bomb. and yeah. <laughs> basically, right. basically. So, yeah, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's a really good point, Ashley. Um, yeah, we would assume that our moms or our sisters or our bridesmaids could help us with these things. And that's typically what it's been for hundreds of years. But also at the same time, you know, we want our guests and our bridal party to have a good time as well. Um, and then not only that, but the wedding planner is running around trying to coordinate the whole wedding. So who is that person that is going to focus on the bride and solely the bride? making sure that her gown is steamed to perfection, making sure that she's snatched, making sure she has the right undergarments and all of that. Um, And that's where I come in as a bridal stylist so that everybody else can enjoy this day. The bride feels taken care of, she feels catered to, and she looks her best by an expert. And that's the difference. That's pretty much the difference. Now, what are some responsibilities that people think you should do that are generally done by the bridal gown store? Yeah. So when I was at bridal salons, um, I would get brides and their parties come in and they would be confused about, hey, do you do alterations? Are are you going to be our seamstress as well? And I say, no, no, I'm just here to help you, you know, feel your best, find the dress that works for you. Um, But alterations is a whole nother separate service as well. So that is a thing that a lot of bridal salons will do as well. They will have an in-house seamstress that handles all of that. Um, And that is a different role than the bridal stylist. Um, Another thing that I have come across is where it's never the bride. It's always the family who's asking, now what's the bustle going to look like? What's the bustle? The bustle is not on the dress yet. (laughs) So when you're in a bridal salon, you're looking at samples. So these samples have no customization to it. They are just straight sizing. They're not customized to you. They're not tailored to you. So it's not going to look the way that it will look on your wedding day. And one thing that you are going to need is a bustle. So that's when a seamstress is going to um, like tack up the back of the dress, tack up the train so that it's all one level so that once the reception starts, you can move around and you can dance and you're not dragging around a huge train. Now, a lot of people, they think that the bustle is automatically attached to the dress somehow, but I'm like, no, that's that's after you buy the dress. And that's once, once alterations get started too. So the best that I can do is try to tack it up in a you know, in a finessed type of way to show them some options. But at the same time, that part is not my expertise in terms of um, creating the bustle. 
that a bride will have. So what are some responsibilities that they would assume that you do, but they're actually the responsibilities of the wedding tailor or the person handling the alterations? Yes, really good question as well. So when brides come into the shop, they think that this sample is going to be how their gown fits. They think how they see it right now is what they are going to end up with, and that's not the case. So once they come in, these are just standard sizes. So the thing is with bridal sizing, it's actually two sizes smaller. So I always say that bridal sizing is disrespectful. Okay, so just get it out of your head already that you are going to be the same size in bridal sizing that you are in street clothes. So that means that that number is going to be bigger once you try on a dress. So don't be afraid of it. You know, don't let it knock your confidence or anything like that. It is what it is. But not only that, so the bridal gown does have to get customized to your body, to your shape once it does come back from ordering. So that is going to be where your seamstress is going to take over from there, which is going to be to customize it to you, to tailor it to your specific body. And I will say that 99% of gowns need to be tailored. So that is a must. It's a must. I, I will not have it any other way. And that is one thing that I try to stress to my brides, um, just so that they can have their expectations already set that alterations are going to be a separate expense as well. There is a misconception that once you buy the gown, you're also paying for alteration. No, it's not like that. Um, and then also whatever customizations that you want to get added, anything is possible. But you definitely have to have the funds for it, too. So you can do anything you want to this, but also factor in the cost will increase with alterations. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all relate? Yeah. No, I'm remembering my process because I had two gowns and being a COVID bride meant that what I initially wanted versus two years later had kind of shifted and changed. And mm -hmm. That probably added to the cost of the alterations because for my first gown, I was like, I want sleeves and a detachable skirt. Mm -hmm. And for the second gown I got, I wanted to create a detachable sleeve mm -hmm. um, that had that large bow on the back, but that was in, so that's fine. It wasn't <laughs> right, for the reception. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But that definitely added and that wasn't something I was initially thinking of, nor would I say I would have budgeted for, but let's be honest, I didn't really budget for anything when it came to this. <laughs> we was just going on vibes. No one really talks about how much the alterations are. Definitely budget for that because like you said, it can like it is an added expense. And, you know, you have to find the right person for the right price, to be honest. You know, no one really talks about how much more, you know, like you think, oh, okay, well, I'll buy this dress for $3,000 and that's, that's that, you know, they will make the dress, they'll come in, it's going to fit me like a glove. But little do they know, the alteration mm -hmm. could be between $500 to $1,000 extra. So <laughs> I was going to say that. I was just going to say that. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think us as bridal stylists, it's our job to also at least give the brides a range. If, if your bride is talking about, oh, I want to add this. I want to add that. Um, I want to get this put on it. How much do you love the gown, though? You know, because also it's our job to help manage 
what your expectations are. Now, when you want to start getting all these extra customizations, you are also taking a risk on what that gown is going to look like in the end too. So if you're okay with that illusion of whatever it's going to be, then have at it. But also that cost is going to increase as well. So that's why I say, you know, there is a fine line between where my job ends and where a seamstress job starts. But I will recommend that brides at least get a consultation first with a seamstress. That is very possible. You're able to schedule a consultation with a seamstress and not pay anything. So simply bring your gown to them, try it on, and they will tell you what all you need to get done to it and quote your price. I say try that with maybe a few different ones, not more than three, but because when you get more than three, you just have too many options. I think three is just a good, good number. Um, but yeah, have consultations first and quote what these people are going to do for you before you pay anything. And also, like I said, as a stylist, also we have to assess how much do you really love this dress? If you want to get all these things added and changed to it as well, because if that's the case, we can go back to the drawing board. It's okay. This is not something to necessarily rush as well. So yeah. You made a very, very good point. So what are some responsibilities that people think that you should do that are generally done by the hairstylist or the makeup team? So this is, this is fun. It's fun though. So when I was working in bridal salons, I would get the bridal parties or the bride asking me, how should I have my hair? <laughs> and I'm not an expert in hair or makeup. So I, I like to leave that to the experts in what they do. But the best thing that I can give is, you know, based on the gowns that we are loving, you know, let's say if a bride has an open back, it might be a really good idea to have your hair down. If you have long flowy hair and you, you know, want that look and you have an open back, that's a great idea just because your hair won't be like um, covering anything, any details in the back. So I would say that's kind of where I like to leave things up to the experts. I'm more than happy to give referrals for good hairstylists, for good makeup artists. Um, and also with those individuals, you want to schedule a consultation with them as well. Once you purchase your gown and you know what your style is, you're going to want to take that to your beauty experts, hairstylists, makeup artists, and ask them, you know, hey, this is what my dress looks like. What do you feel is going to complement this look the best? So once again, that's kind of where my job stops. And that's where the other beauty experts job starts from there. That makes sense. All right. So what are actually some responsibilities that belong to the planner or coordinator and not you as the bridal stylist? Yeah, really good question. So I would say the logistics of the wedding day itself. <laughs> um, I have been a part of a wedding before where I was the stylist. However, I'm helping out with logistics. I'm helping out with seating. I'm helping out with the cocktail hour, you know, making sure the guests get in and get out. And yeah, so the thing with weddings, we know it's, it's kind of like an all hands on deck type of production. So I am happy to help when I can within reason, you know, but um, I would say those are the type of circumstances that 
that's for the planner. That's for the coordinator because I'm supposed to be following the bride around, not necessarily helping guests know where to sit because I don't have time for that. <laughs> I wish I did, but I just don't. I, I did not right. get booked for that. So, right. <laughs> that's not in your contract. It's not in the contract. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's a problem if I'm helping somebody find a seat and I can't even find the bride anymore. So that's that's a bit of a problem. All right. So what are some responsibilities that people think that you should do that are generally done by the bride or a member of the wedding party? Ooh, okay. So this, so this is a funny one um, just because... I have some some funny stories around this. And specifically, these are responsibilities of the bride. One, the bride needs to have her venue first. Do not come up in a right. Do not come up in a bridal salon wanting a gown when you don't have a venue first. You don't have a construct. You don't have a theme. You don't have a place to even host the wedding yet. So how do you know what you want when it comes to style, what you need, the type of environment that you're going to be in? Because we also have to consider, is this indoor, outdoor? What elements are at play? How's the weather going to be? Um, how is the decorations? And, you know, I would say at least start with a venue first just so that I can see pictures and just visualize in my head about what styles might go best with this venue. Um, so I've been in that position before, and I've also been a posi- in a position where a bride didn't even have a fiance yet. So yes, that's happened a couple times. Yes. Was she at least dating somebody? No. Wait. She was manifesting Wait. on my time. <laughs> Wait. This has happened a couple times? It's happened a couple times. Yes, it's happened a couple. It it happens, especially when it's a salon that accepts walk-ins. You just get, you get anything. And that's why a lot of salons are just accepting appointment only. That's why you see that a lot now too, because they're accepting appointment only. And they also might want you to put a credit card on file too, so that they know you are serious about this appointment. And you have at least the basics, the foundation of of what it takes to be looking for a gown, which is a venue and a fiance to start with. No wonder why, because I was wondering, because I remember when I was looking for my dress, I had to put my credit card down, um, Mm -hmm. whether I bought a dress or bought anything from the store or not. And I was like, why? But now I understand why, because we don't hear these stories about people manifesting, which is great, you know, put it out there. I want to be married, do all that, you know, pray about it, but <laughs> not, not actually not in a relationship, not yes. even in a relationship, but coming in there just to play dress up or, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. So they need a credit card on file just to know you are serious about this because this is utilizing our time as well. You know, we spend an hour, an hour and a half dedicated to you and really trying to, you know, bond with you as well and figure out what can we do to make this day as special as we can and to style you to the best of our abilities. But if you're not even engaged yet, then what are we doing? 
what are we doing? And that's what our job is. It's appointment based as well, you know, when within the salon. So it's it's a waste of time if this bride is not even engaged. Let me tell y'all what y'all can do for those of you who are manifesting. <laughs> Baby, go to Goodwill because there's a lot of dresses. You know, go to Goodwill, go to, uh, wait, do you have to make an appointment with Anthropology? Because I think Anthropology, they have a bridal. Um, they do, Beholden. Salon. Yeah, Beholden. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Go to like a prom dress shop or something like that. And, yeah. You know, that's right. a good idea. Like, that's a good idea. Yeah. Instead of wasting yeah. these stylists. Looks time. time. Because you know, that time period could be blocked off for someone else who's actually about to get married. They actually have a date, they have a venue and everything. And you're taking up space. You're blocking someone else's blessing. Absolutely. And it, it helps <laughs> us consultants kind of weed through the brides that, that we're going to have a, a successful appointment with or the brides that we're, we're not going to have a successful appointment with as well. So um, for us, it is quite a bit of work because it's, it's energy that we are putting into another person as well. It's creative energy. It's empathy that we're putting into it. Um, so absolutely right. That appointment could have been taken by somebody who was actually serious about their wedding gown shopping journey. I saw a TikTok earlier this year from a bridal stylist. I can't remember where she's based, but she was saying how, cause I guess somebody had commented about like, Oh, um, I want to go to that shop. She had like done a video at some bridal shop and they're like, oh, I want to go to that shop, but like I'm not engaged or something like that. And she's like, don't do that because like, especially pre or post pandemic, they've already lost so much money more than likely, like within the last few years. Now you're playing for real. Like only come in there if you're serious, like don't waste anybody's time because then you're robbing somebody else from that potential appointment space. Like just think about all of this. And I was like, dang, I never thought about it like that. But also I don't think I ever would have just stepped into a bridal shop to just try on dresses like you would it's be so surprised. childish to me it's childish <laughs> i'm sorry i know some people may feel a way about that but i just feel like there's other ways you can prepare like yes absolutely like you said you know go to goodwill go to a prom shop go to a store where you can play dress up and you don't need assistance as well to get into these gowns. So that's the big thing too, is like as, as bridal salons, we are responsible for getting you in the gowns, out of the gowns. We clip you into them as well, just so that you can see how structurally it's supposed to fit once this is your gown. So we are exerting a lot of energy doing that as well. And, um, you know, it's all cool to manifest a fiance. However, come into a, a shop and utilize it, somebody else's time to do it. That's not how you want to do that. That's not how. get get a vision board, get a journal. I don't know. Do an intervention if you need to. But don't come. <laughs> don't come in the salon with that. <laughs> I just thought about something like, you know how you go to the store and like sometimes you try on, you know, like a dress or even like some pants or whatever. And like you see like it may be ripped or something like that or like a button may be off, you know, because someone else is going in to try on the dress and they have like it either didn't fit. And so it kind of ripped or whatever. And they put it back. 
like at a bridal salon, like you want to make sure that you handle with care because a lot of these dresses are very expensive. And so that's why you have to have a stylist to help you put it on and take it off because they don't want you to rip it. They don't want you to have like a, uh-oh, because what happens? I don't know if it's a break you buy type situation, but... <laughs> Typically, it's not. Typically, luckily, it's not. Typically. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, but still, like, you don't want to damage, you know, you know, like someone's property or not someone's Mm -hmm. property, but damage someone's merchandise. Right. Absolutely. and, And so that's why you need the help. So I know, like, some people may be thinking, well, why do I have to have a stylist come in and help me anyway? You know, why can't I just walk around like I do in another store or, you know, but that's not the case here. So So what are some general misconceptions about bridal stylists outside of what you've already shared with us? Yeah. So really good question. Um, I will say the biggest misconception is that the job is all fun and games and rainbows and flowers the whole time and dealing with the best of the best emotions. And that's not the case all the time. It's actually a really challenging job just because you're dealing with different people, different personality types, different expectations as well. So it's a lot that goes into it. And not only that, but we do a lot of emotional work with our brides as well. So I would say that that's a really big misconception is the fact that we only deal with happy emotions. No, we are also there to provide support um, through grief. Also, we see how family dynamics are unraveling in front of us as well. So it's also our job to be able to manage this appointment and keep everybody on the the same accord as well. And hopefully everybody leaves happy. Um, We also want everybody to feel heard and seen, but we also have a responsibility for the bride so that she feels the most catered to and the most supported throughout that appointment and throughout that experience. So it's, it's a juggling act essentially. So we are managing a lot of things at the same time and it's a very um, personal job It's a very relational job, and that is a skill that you cannot necessarily teach. So for all the brides out there, you know, if you're not feeling comfortable with your bridal stylist and how you're being treated, I will say, please be vocal about that. Also, please ask for someone else. Ask for someone else who is more experienced or more patient as well, because it's really about the experience and not the sale, you know. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Very Thank good advice. You. Very good advice. That was. All right. So what is something you want more brides and grooms to know? Yeah, I want more brides and grooms to know that a styling or concierge service of this form is a self-care method. So a lot of brides and there's grooms too. There's concierge services for grooms as well, which is so amazing. Um, Shout out to the men out there because they also deserve to feel seen and heard and represented on this day too and to look great and to feel great. So this is a self-care method for yourself. And I know a lot of brides and grooms, they might feel like this service is not needed. They can handle it themselves or they'll get a cousin to do it or, you know, something like that. But also at the same time, this is really about being as stress-free as possible on your big day. So 
you're going to want to hire a stylist or a concierge service just so that you can sit back and show up and and look good. And you don't have to do anything about it because you already have a complete team. You have the hair, you have the makeup, you got the stylist, you have the coordinator, you have your whole dream team there too. So please just incorporate a stylist or a concierge service into that as a form of self-care and as a form of self-preservation. Because by this point, once you get to the wedding day, you are probably so burnt out. You're probably so tired of everybody. And, you know, of course you're excited, but you're also excited for this to be over too, um, to a certain extent. So please just construct the perfect dream team for you that is going to allow you to, you know, be as stress-free as possible and just show up. And that's all you have to do. You literally said it best, like, you know, because at least, you know, as far as like your dress and shoes and, you know, accessories, all that's already taken care of because, you know, you have taken that burden off of that one person, you know? Um, And so definitely, I feel like you are so worth it. I really wish that I had someone like (laughs) you back when I was going through my wedding journey. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was very, very stressed out. I had a lot of stuff going on personally. And so um, mm-hmm. definitely if you all can afford one, definitely reach out, reach out. Yeah. So actually for a bridal styling service and concierge services, prices are really affordable. And a lot of times you can customize your own package. So you can also take out some of the services that you don't need. And you can also inquire about adding in some services that you do need. And there's also a la carte services. So for example, if you really just want me to show up and steam your gown and you have the rest handled, I'll do that as well. So it's really affordable. And I would say just inquire. You know, it doesn't hurt to just inquire and ask the stylist or the concierge service what can be possible because it is a customized service as well. So one package is not all the same. It's not cookie cutter. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So... Deja, thank you so much for answering all of our questions. I know that you have helped out all the girls out there. Um, Now we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. Who would you like to shout out this week? I'm going to shout out my girl, Chrisandra. She is a wedding photographer captured by Chris. Please hit her up. She is the best of the best. I love working with her and she brings the energy that you need. We love Chris. She was on the show back in 2023. I love her and you made her and helped her look so beautiful on her day. Oh my gosh. Just like that whole weekend, I was just like, I'm going to just be camped out in (laughs) your like mentions, but also your vendor team, because I can't wait to see how your wedding came together. And it was gorgeous top yes. down it was great she photographed her own dress who yes. does that who brings wow. their own camera to their own wedding yes says, move out the way i guess yeah she's the best she is the best <laughs> i love her i love her so much oh my gosh well where can the people find you if they're like you know what i want her to be my stylist mm-hmm. i, I, I want to inquire how can they do that? Where where are all the places they can find you? 
So for the brides who want to find me, I'm going to give my website, which is www.thebridalbunny.com. And also my Instagram is at the underscore bridal bunny. And also my TikTok is at the underscore bridal bunny as well. So that is the best ways to reach me. Well, thank you. Thank you so much again for coming on the show, chatting with us, giving us so many gems, so many gems (laughs) that the girls are definitely going to use. I'm 100% sure. But we're so grateful to have had you on our show with us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. And I really appreciate the opportunity. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We'll definitely have to bring you back. Definitely. Please do. Yes. It was a good time. (laughs) Yay. We'll definitely do. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we hope you come back for another episode next week. Bye y'all. Bye. Don't forget to follow us everywhere you can. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even YouTube. You can find us at H-U-I-D-O-W-E-D, which is Hugh I Do Wed, or at Hugh I Do Pod, which is H-U-E-I-D-O-P-O-D, on pretty much any of those platforms. In addition to that, if you want to know more about any of the amazing wedding vendors we've shouted out or any of the really cool wedding vendors we've had on the show as guests or just some awesome wedding vendors in general that maybe you don't know of, head to find.huido.com. There you're going to find over 600 wedding vendors that can help take you to your happily ever after. And no matter where you listen to Hue I Do, if you could, please leave us a review. It will help other bride-to-be's and other people in the wedding planning space find a podcast that speaks to them as much as Hue I Do speaks to you. 